0: Okay, there. Can you hear me? Awesome. Um, So like Colin said, my name's Rachel. I'm a student at the U. I don't know if you know me or not, but hi. Um, So my God story. Um, I was raised, I'm not going to church. And so because of that, I didn't know um, who Jesus was or the identity that I had in him. Um, That led me early on to put my identity in things of this world specifically um, sports and success in sports and um, partying and being the fun one and being like the party animal and the crazy person whatever and so really heavy um, those things really hit in high school and specifically in high school I saw how dangerous um, putting my identity and worth and value into those things was So early on in high school, I was injured a lot, and so I had to get multiple surgeries and um, broke my feet like four times, and so um, sports was just really taken out um, from under my feet, and I just couldn't do anything about it, and so then that led me to um, kind of try and find um, joy and purpose and partying more and being that person because it was the one that I could control, and so um, I was really partying more and um just doing a lot of illegal things and um was not finding joy in it. It was actually bringing me more pain and more hurt, which led me into kind of a secret depression that I didn't let a lot of people into because I was the fun one, and I didn't want people um to see that about me um, there was just it was clear that there was a god sized hole in my heart that um the what I was seeking joy in wasn't failing they were failing me but I didn't know what would fill those longings and desires and so um, thankfully I went to college um, but college I thought was going to be the pinnacle of my like worth and purpose because I was going to the U to play um, D1 sports and so that was really fueling my um, athletic identity I guess and um, then also just thought that like being the fun one and the party animal would be just heightened in college and so I was really excited to go to college um, but quickly thank the Lord um, God interceded my plans and desires with um, the gospel and so freshman year a faithfully obedient um, teammate Ellie Cowger, uh, shared the gospel with me for the first time and it was unreal i was so confused i was like whoa this is so cool why then i heard this Um, but definitely didn't believe it the first time that i heard it and so um, my freshman year was still just filled with um, worshiping athletics and partying and serving those idols but um, at the end of my freshman year into the summer it was just a time to get away from those things come home i joined a bunch of bible studies And um, I was just being led by girls and women who had such an attractive faith and um, were just pursuing holiness in a way that I'd never seen. Um, And then finally, towards the end of the summer, um, they encouraged our group to uh, spend a week and like 10 minutes of silence and solitude a day. And so I was like, okay, easy, whatever and it was so hard and so I was like okay these girls are doing so like why do they want to do this they have something that I don't have like they're clearly believing and meditating on something that I don't believe in because I can't do this um and and that was like I'm gonna choose to believe this and choose to surrender to this this gospel like whoa sweet and so yeah just chose to surrender and from there saw a lot of freedom from sin um Specifically, the two that I've mentioned, um, in Jesus, I realized I've already had victory. Um, I didn't need to be victorious in sports, athletics, or make a name for myself um, because I have victory in Jesus. And then um, with partying, um, the truth that in Jesus, there's fullness of joy hit in a different way. And it's true. Um, And so I just want to encourage that. those of you who haven't yet realized that to pursue um jesus to find joy um but yeah the gospel is still transforming me and that's crazy it's like a year and a half ago this news was shared for the first time and like to this day that same news and that same um truth of jesus's death and resurrection is um changing the way i live daily and um changing the way i wake up in the morning and choosing what I'm going to be worshiping every morning. Um, and it's super sweet. And then I just wanted to end, um, with what Jesus is doing in my life right now. And, um, specifically in this time, I kind of started walking. I'd say after six months of following Jesus, um, I realized that suffering was a real thing that I was going to encounter. And, um, since then he has just been teaching me. Um, about himself and what it looks like to suffer well, and I don 't exactly know, but I do know that he 's good, and he he 's in control right now, like he um, he 's on the throne, and through this suffering it 's for our best, and I believe that to be true, whether it 's to expose our idols or um, just depend and trust in him in a different way. I believe that this is good, and so I just wanted to end that he 's teaching me that right now and um, I would love to just see him change our hearts and the way we suffer in a whole new way through this.
1: Rage, that was so good. Everybody do your little virtual reaction. The clapping things. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Oh, so good, Rage. Oh, man. I like, well, okay, yeah. So for if people are new on this call, my name's Abby. I work on SALT staff on uh, the youth side. So nice to meet you virtually. Um, but yeah, I love Rach, what you shared, especially even like, I mean, guys, remember her story when we read this Psalm today, because literally what she just did, and even that little last part of saying like, man, I understand that I'm going to go through suffering, but like, this is what I believe to be true. That's exactly what David does in this Psalm that he writes. And so That's just like so sweet to hear. And I think, um, so like Colin said, we're going to be, I'm just going to read out of Psalm 13 today. So if you guys like have a Bible and want to start flipping there or like pull it up on your web browser, split that screen or on your phone, whatever, but Psalm 13 is where we're going to be. And I think like, uh, yeah, something that, that I have been thinking about. A lot just like recently and even just like a window even into my own life and my heart is so if last week in this call we talked about the problem of evil and how do we think about that as Christians I think the the past few weeks I've been thinking about that but then I've also been thinking about something else too of like okay God has the ability obviously because he's done it where he's actually put the world to pause like he's halted everything that is usually true and normal for us and he he is actually the God who gives and takes away and so I think that something that I've been thinking about is like okay God has actually already taken away a lot of things that are normal and usually true of my life now if he continued to take things from me would he actually be enough for me? And I think that that's that's a real question that I've been like wrestling with, um, and actually has brought to surface a lot of fears that are that are in my heart that God has just now made me see through our circumstances. And so, I think that some of this this fear and some of those things um, has actually drawn my heart. And I think too, a lot of our staff, there's a reason why we wanted to do this call on praying through the Psalms, because a lot of our staff has actually just been drawn to the Psalms during this time. And I think like one of the biggest reasons why that is, is because in the Psalms, you, you kind of just see a window into the prayer life of people who are close with God. And in reading those Psalms, it's actually pushed me to think about like, how do I pray how do I pray the scriptures? How do I pray the Psalms? And how do I interact and encounter God in that? And so, so when I was just had been like reading the Psalms, whatever, Psalm 13 has totally just uh, stuck out to me. Um, and I think a big reason why it did is because of just how it started. So I'm just going to read um, Psalm 13 for us. So it says, how long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will I store up anxious concerns within me, agony in my mind every day? How long will my enemy dominate me? Consider me and answer me, Lord my God. Restore brightness to my eyes, otherwise I will sleep in death. My enemy will say I have triumphed over him, and my foes will rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your faithful love. My heart will rejoice in your deliverance. I will sing to the Lord because he has treated me generously. And actually, like, if you don't know a ton um, about the Psalms, like, the majority of the Psalms actually aren't, like, Psalms of praise, but they're, they're Psalms of lament, and even, like, in that first stanza that, that David writes of, he writes how long, like, four times, that actually, like, signifies to us, like, okay, David is actually going through something, enduring, and enduring, like, a long period of suffering, and we we don't actually like know maybe exactly what that suffering is that that he is talking about here that's making him like cry out to God in this way, but I think that we can just kind of imagine what he was feeling when he wrote this psalm, or maybe, or maybe you're like Rachel who has experienced suffering of of whatever kind um, in your life where you you have cried out to God like this, or maybe. For some of you, because of like the circumstances that we're in now, this is the first time that you're you're beginning to kind of want to cry out um, to God, like like David did. And so, I think like the reality for for all of us is that we can relate to what David is writing here in this first stanza because what we're being struck with is like the reality of what it means that we're in a in a global pandemic now, um and what's like unique about that and and what is really true of what David was writing in this first part of his psalm is that like we actually don't know how long this is gonna last, and I think that's something that's been said like I have been realizing like okay, this isn't just something that's gonna like quit come and go, but actually like this is this is gonna last for a little bit, and I don't know when it's gonna end, and I don't know how it's gonna affect our world and so you guys actually in my prayer life recently, like something that I have been beginning to like ask God, like David in this Psalm is say like things like how long Lord, like how long is this virus going to last? How long until I'll get to see my friends? How long until the consequences of this virus are going to affect my loved ones, my family how long until it, it might affect me, and this has actually forced me to pray and to have really honest prayers and conversations with God again and I think that even just like in my own life, prayer like prayer in times of suffering is something that God has taught me in my past through suffering that that i've gone through um, but I think almost in. In like in this scenario, in our circumstances now, God is reteaching me about this. He's reteaching me what it looks like to have conversations with him, um, especially in like trying circumstances. And and so I think like in some senses, like I'm tempted in my prayer life to say things that I know are true, right? Like, I know that God's in control, and I know that he's taking care of my family, and I have heard time and time again that the truth that he works out all things for the good of those who love him and and those are all good things and like promises that i should cling to but i think sometimes i think that that's all my prayer life should be like when i talk to god i need to be reminding myself of of what's true and reminding myself of the promises of him which is true but like i think what is actually also true and what david shows us in this psalm is that like if that was all that our prayer life was that would actually be a miss because that's not what's totally honest about what's going on in my heart and probably like a lot of our hearts right now and so and so what's going on in my heart is that i have questions is that i have fears is that i have doubts and we see that like that is um, what's going on in david's heart too, so he doesn't he doesn't start and end the psalm by simply saying all the things that he thinks that he should say to God, but he actually like he actually has a real and honest conversation with him and and that's what God is teaching me again in this time because I've already forgotten that like that's what it means to like come before God in prayer that it's actually bringing the most honest parts of our souls and our hearts before him. And and it's not about like trying to act like we're okay when we're not. And so I think I think about this too, about like having a conversation with your best friend. So just like, imagine this, like you're stuck in your house and your best friend is in another state or like, across the nation, whatever. And this Corona craze has just like totally separated you guys. And so after it's over, like you finally get to see each other face to face. You finally get to talk again in that, like when you finally get to chat again, you're not going to like pretend that you were fine during this whole thing, right? You're not going to be like, man, how are you doing? I was doing fine. It was, you know, it was all right. How are you? you know, it was good. I knew it would end someday. So, so I'm going to be all right. No, that's not what you do. You would actually like bear your whole soul to them and say, oh my gosh, like this has been so hard. Like you would be honest with them and you'd spill your guts to them because of the basis of your friendship. Like it wouldn't make sense for you to not be totally honest with the things that are going on in your heart and your mind. And so that's actually like. That's what our prayer life should be like with God. And I think that's what he's reminding me, that he's my friend. He is someone that that knows me completely. He already knows the depth of my heart and what is honest and true. And he just wants me to like bring, bring it to his feet. And so like even when we read this psalm, even when we read like David, the psalmist talking about like, my enemies surround me, like, I am shaken, it's obvious that he feels super defeated, Um, and honestly, like, that, in some sense, that's, like, what my, what my prayer life has felt like, too, the past couple weeks of, like, even, I I talked about this um, a little bit before, but some of those fears, actually, that God has, like, been bringing to the surface in my own heart is just, Yeah, fears of what's going to happen to my family? What if my immune, immunocompromised parents like get this coronavirus? What if um, my grandma gets sick? Whatever. And uh, he's revealed to me in this, even just how I am tempted to like idolize my family and their well being. And in, in some ways, this is defeating for me because God has actually taught me this before. This is not new to me. This is something that he has like been pulling out in my life. And so I think I almost feel like, dang it, God, like I thought that I was done with this. Like, it's a little tiresome to like go through this again, but like in my prayer life, like I want to be like David who actually admits his weariness and his weakness um, and be honest about that. And so even something real too, that, that, that I've been talking to God about is my brother is going through some pretty, like intense military training and he has to pass all these tests and uh just yeah his his physical health is being put to the test and I have a lot of fears with him making it through this training and him not making it through and um that's something where literally you guys every time I've had to pray for him this week which is a couple times a day the first thing I've had to do in my prayer to him is actually acknowledge what I'm terrified of because in those fears i'm actually realizing that i'm not trusting god i'm i'm putting my trust in myself or in what i see is sam doing okay is have we heard from him is he healthy like my trust is actually in the things that i see and not what we can't see and so in some ways that's been really hard but it's actually been really sweet because in me acknowledging my fears And in bringing those to the feet of Jesus, that is exactly where God has met me. And and in those times, I'm able to even recall to my own mind what is actually true of like, hey, yes, I'm fearful. But God, remind me, like, help me to believe, grow my belief in the fact that I can trust you and I can depend on you. And like, The thing that has even encouraged me in that is seeing, is reading Psalms, like Psalm 13, where we see David do that. So like in the Psalm, for the most part, he's like literally crying out to God, but you see like a sharp turn in what David is saying in verse five. He says, so after saying like, Lord, how long I am shaken, my enemies surround me. He says in verse five, but I have trusted in your faithful love. My heart will rejoice in your deliverance. I will sing to the Lord because he has treated me generously. And even like you guys, as I was, I read that and I was literally on my deck yesterday, like thinking about like, how can David say that? Like he was literally just writing about his prolonged suffering that he doesn't know when it's going to end. How can he so quickly then write, but. I can trust in the Lord. Like, how how does he do that? I don't know if I can do that. And so as I was just, like, sitting, and honestly, I just stared into space. I was thinking about it. I realized, like, the answer to those questions, actually, it lies in the psalm, and which is a reason why I love the psalm because David, David gives us the answer to those questions in the psalm by when he talks about like trusting in God's faithful love and rejoicing in his deliverance because the faithful love and deliverance that he's talking about isn't necessary. It's not his present. We don't know. It's probably not his present suffering that God has delivered him from, but he's actually like, he's calling to mind and remembering the deliverance of his sin that God has promised to him and said that he will be faithful in coming through and doing that and so and so David can make such like a sharp turn in his like prayers to the Lord because he's he's in that moment turning his trust and confidence from himself and his circumstances actually to God. And so that like and that's like what's been like for me too and what I've been talking about with my brother like it is true and honest that I am scared and fearful of what's to come but like I don't have to just sit in that, but I can actually turn my heart towards the Lord and say, okay, God, even though I don't know what's going to happen with him and I don't know if he will make it through this training or not, I know that that I can trust you because of like what you've actually proven to me in Scripture. And so like, what's true, you guys, is that, so David, the psalmist who wrote this, we actually have a greater confidence than he had. We we have proof. We have seen God's faithful love in sending his son, Jesus, for us. So we can actually look to the cross for proof and evidence to say, my God only knows how to give me good gifts. He gave me the best gift in his son. And so and so in the midst of uncertainty, I can actually um, turn to him and trust him. And I think that uh, this is something that I uh, told our staff about um, a couple weeks ago, but this whole idea of like trusting God in really uncertain circumstances is something that, that I've been thinking about a lot. And I think this is how I've kind of pictured it in my own mind. So imagine you're like a five-year-old child And you can only see like, you're not very far off the ground and you have a window that's like at your perfect tiny height. And you're looking out the window and you see this, it's just like blizzarding outside and the snow is coming down and your window is like halfway, three fourths of the way full of snow. You see the wind howling. It just looks like a crazy mess out there. And you're like, oh my gosh, like things are crazy out there. What is happening? Whatever. But then you have your dad who's standing right behind you, but he's obviously taller than you, way like his window is way higher than yours, especially would be mine. And he's he's peering out the window and he he actually sees like, oh, I see, I see the the sun coming through those clouds over there. I see where the the blizzard is actually stopping. Oh, I see a snowplow over there taking care of the streets. Oh, I actually see this family who is outside playing in their front yard, having a good time, whatever, what looks like chaos to you because of your very limited perspective, like your dad is behind you peering through a different perspective, actually the greater picture. And he sees like, Oh, I see what you, I see what you can't see. And and it's okay. Like everything is, is going to be okay. And, and I think, um, in thinking about that, like my temptation is to, to grant my hope from grabbing a ladder and, and climbing up that ladder to peer out of the same window of of my dad. That's where I think my hope is going to come from. Like, dad, if you'll only just let me look out your window, then I'll be comforted. Then I'll be settled. But actually you guys, the reality is, is that my hope and your hope doesn't come from from having the same perspective as our father but our hope comes from being a a tiny five-year-old kid who looks up at their dad and sees his face looking down on us and that's where i find hope that's where i'm comforted that's where like i know like okay i can't see through his window but i see his smiling face down on me and i know that he cares for me and i know that he that i can trust him and that he will that he will let me know what we need to do to be safe whatever and so I like I want like us to to seek God that way in scripture because that like that only happens like we we only encounter God when we bring our honest like fears and and anxieties to him and acknowledge that okay God My hope doesn't come from peering out of your window, but my hope actually just comes from looking at your face and seeking you because we actually trust that, like, when we come to the end of our rope, that's when when God will meet He'll meet us there when we come to the end of our rope. And so, yeah, it's like crazy for me to even think about. Like, let's acknowledge our current situation right now. We're on a Saw Company live Zoom call. What the heck? (laughs) Like, did we ever think that we would be here? Saw a company on Wednesday, 4 p.m. No. Like I literally never thought that we would be here. But here we are. Like this is this is where we are. are. And I think that God like actually wants to say something to each of us. But in order for him to do that, we have to stop, seek him in his word, listen and, and take to heart what he wants to reveal to us in scripture. And so, yeah, the Psalms have actually been like a very sweet reminder for me of how to do that. And, and so, yeah, I think that like the very unique circumstances that we're in right now is actually the perfect time for us as like children of the King to learn how to sit with God in a text like this, even of of Psalm 13, to see how David writes, like how long or oh Lord, how long will you forget me? How long will you hide your face from me? Um, to, to speak actually honest prayers to Him, um, but then to rest in His promises and to rest in in who He has proven to be. And so, you guys, I actually like like Colin mentioned earlier, like I want us to do that right now. So after this, like after I get done talking, Isaac is gonna uh, play a song in the background for us for a few minutes and and everybody besides him is gonna, gonna be on mute, so don't worry. But I want you guys to actually take some time responding to this text on your own. And I want you to think and pray about this question. So write it down if you have a pen. Uh, the question is, What do you need to be honest about and bring to the feet of Jesus today? And so I know that like, you're probably thinking like over technology, this is going to be weird, but it's not as weird as it seems. Promise music will be playing. Just take some time on your own to think about that question. You can, you can pray out loud. You can journal, pray, you can pray in your head, whatever. And if you're with somebody on this zoom call, just, talk together and decide if you're gonna pray together or um, pray by yourselves, either way is okay. And um, you guys, while you're doing this, while you're taking time to think about this question, if there's prayer requests or fears or doubts that you have that come to mind, we actually want you to, to send them in this chat. So on Zoom, you can go into the chat. We want you to send your prayer request in because after this time, um, we're actually, we, we're going to have a couple people pray for those prayer requests that are sent in. Um, so yeah, so you guys have five minutes. We're just going to give you that amount of time to just pray, um, send in your prayer requests. And yeah, and again, this is the question, what do you need to be honest about and bring to the feet of Jesus today? So take some time thinking about and praying about that, guys.
2: hey god i just um i see a lot of people are asking for prayer for family members um god and there were people in my c group on monday who were also asking for prayer for family members um people who are working in hospitals um who are at a greater risk to um contract um coronavirus and god people who are um maybe grandparents or have um, uh, a prior condition that could make them more susceptible and that um, the virus could affect them um, more severely. And God, I just pray that you would give peace um, to our hearts, God, that we would know that you're in control. Um, And God, even in that peace, God, I pray that we would continue to cry out to you and God I just cry out to you right now um, just to protect those people God I pray that um, you would let people with prior conditions like cancer um, even people with asthma or other respiratory issues God that you would protect them that the people around them would love them by being smart with what they're doing. Um, And God, just that you would protect healthcare workers. God, would you just let your hand be on them and give them great immune systems right now. Keep them from getting sick. And if they do get sick, keep them strong and help them to recover quickly.
3: Dear Lord, um, I'm just so thankful for this community during this time and that Um, with everything that's going on we can still come together virtually um, be with each other and be with you and offer prayers to you lord Um, i'm just so thankful that we can trust in you because in a time where we are out of control you are the one that's still in control and your name is over this virus and um, being able to be loved by the one who is in control is an amazing thing and gives us so much peace Um, I thank you for the opportunity that we can bring our honest requests and our fears and our anxieties to you, Lord. Um, I just pray specifically for some of these requests, Lord. Um, I just pray for Robin's family friend um, who's just found out they have the virus Lord. I pray that you'll just be with, be with them, be with their family, Lord, to this time. I pray for health and Lord you have ultimate power and protection, Lord. I just pray for, pray for healing in that, um, and you you have a plan through it all, Lord. So I just pray that you'll be with them, comforting them, Lord. Um, I also pray for Colin, um, his sister, who's a nurse, Lord. I pray for her and all the other healthcare care workers um, on the front lines today. Just I pray that you'll empower them, give them the peace and just the ability to give it their all every day, Lord, and that you'll protect them and just continue to push them even when they might not be able to um, physically be able to deal with things that are going on Lord you have that strength and I pray that you give it to them during this time
4: yeah God um, I echo what Ellen and Johnny said just we have lots of prayer requests right now um, for family and for people that are going through tough times and um, sickness in, in general is tough but adding this onto it is even tougher and I I pray for the healthcare workers and the people going through that, that that um, they can just have peace, knowing that you are in control. Um, pray for the Christian friends that we just support each other and support our non-Christian friends, just lifting them up and the positives, and um, just sharing the gospel to God. Um, that's been a hard thing with friends and family of all of us. Um, I just pray that our friends and family help receive the gospel and just know to plant that seed and you do the rest of the work God and um, it's all in your timing and I pray for um, our family and friends that are healthcare workers now or even in Italy like um, Lydia's brother Caleb just doing work or um, um, Abby's brother Sam that they're just protected and um, a job right now Gretchen working in the grocery store like they're all important and um, please protect them and just give them the motivation to continue and know that they're through this all.
5: Heavenly Father, you have, you've have been so good to us and um, we just thank you for another day um, under your grace and another Zoom call to um, stay in community and an opportunity to really lean into you um, surrounded by community and um, Yeah, Father, we're just thankful that you remain constant in a place of life right now that's just confusing and um, so much uncertainty, Father. And thanks for giving us um, another moment, another day to worship you and help us to just keep our eyes on you, Father, that um, with distraction and fear that we can just trust in your goodness and um, be with those who are suffering from the virus family members suffering from the virus and um, it's really scary and we lift up those um, through requests and those in fear and i love what abby said that god we just are gonna cry out to you in our fear and help us just to believe um, you and your promises and that they're true and you've completely changed our life right now Um, Kind of flipped it around, and that's really scary, God. But help us just to believe that um, you are good and you are sovereign, and um, yeah, it's for your kingdom come and your will be done. And we love you,
6: hey guys. I uh, I just want to open it up. If any of you guys want to pray, just jump off mute and um, and continue to pray through through those requests that are that are coming in. Um, so just just pray with me as as we continue in a in a time of prayer. Yeah, Father, um, yeah, I feel like David um, today, just crying out, Father, how long is coronavirus going to last? How long um, am I not going to be able to see friends and family, Father? How long um, will people continue to get sick at, at such a higher rate? Father, how long until, yeah, hospitals can, can manage the number of people that are that are coming in father um, yeah we're crying out to you father but but at the same time i i look back to the cross of jesus christ 2000 years ago and i know that you're going to be faithful father i look back to to times in my life where you have been faithful father so we put our hope in in you alone father we we put our trust in in your faithfulness and not not our ability to to control our situations father
7: I want to lift up Mr. Tempey right now to you and just John and their whole family, God. And my heart just breaks for them. It's just gonna. A, There's just a lot of, a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, God. And it's just so hard to see suffering just continue in this way. As um, Gary's health is just getting affected, and even more so, a scary time just to be going into a healthcare system where where the risk is even higher. Father, so I just pray that you would give them just boundless grace and peace and compassion in this time, God. Where already you have been their rock and their strength and just continue to be there for them continually god and and help us to support
6: and love them well even if it has to be from a distance yeah king jesus i just want to pray for
8: the students have edison that we've had the opportunity to get to know and lord it's sobering to be reminded that many of those students are being disproportionately impacted by this virus and um for many of them they're yeah they belong to single parents who are struggling to get by and um yeah might not be able to afford to pay rent this month in april and so yeah god would you yeah would you be with them in a supernatural way would you give us opportunities as people who love deeply to to serve them would we be generous with what we do have and um yeah find ways to to do and to love them well and so lord i'm just praying for them a lot these days and yeah would you give us an opportunity
6: to connect with them soon dear jesus i want
5: to pray for um everyone who is struggling with mental health right now I know that for like I mean anyone it's not natural to be alone that's really hard but especially for people who are struggling with mental health like illnesses and anything like that that you would just be with them um um give them even like whatever sense of community is available and just remind them that um they're loved and that they're not alone
7: Yeah, Lord, I want to pray over just the millions upon millions of people who don't know you, Lord, who don't have relationship with you. Um, we have been lucky enough to to have your grace and have our lives changed by you. And I, I pray that in this time of just fear and, and loss and suffering, that um, just the people of the world would open their hearts to you and your word um, and give you give you an opportunity to enter into their lives when they normally wouldn't, um, that this this change of times, this change of culture
6: would um, lead people towards you rather than away from you, Lord. Father, I just want
9: to... Um, pray that you would give us all a spirit of boldness as um, we're in this season of of not knowing um, what's going on and knowing that we just have to trust. Lord I pray that um, that we wouldn't waste this time God that this, this is a very very unique time in our lives and we may never get an opportunity like this again to slow down and just enjoy your presence. So Lord I pray that that the busyness of life that normally plagues us would just be gone in Jesus Christ's name that we would use the time we've been given um, to connect with you, um, to connect with others, and Lord, to to use this time to share the gospel like we never have before. God, I just pray that that boldness would empower us as believers, um, and that we would step up to the call that you have placed on each and every single one of our lives to to be lights in your world. Um, and that because we know the good news, what better time um, to share it, Lord, than when the Lord when the world is at its darkest point that we've ever seen um, in our lifetimes, Lord. So I just pray that that those opportunities would be presented to us in our path and that by the power of your Holy Spirit, we would be bold enough to go um, and seek those opportunities and and walk into those knowing that we are not alone, but we have the created the universe on our side in those interactions, Lord. Um, we know that you've created every per- person on this earth for a purpose and that every single one of them is deserving of your love and your grace. So Lord, I just pray that we would be the agents that um, can go out into your world and go out into this mission field. Um, whether that's virtually or um, six feet apart or whatever it is, Lord, um, we know that you make a way and that your power is bigger than the enemy's plots right now to still kill and destroy our joy and our relationships um, and the spirituality that you have been um, cultivating in our lives. So Lord, I just pray again, that community um, and that boldness that you would enter into our lives in such a dramatic and drastic way that we can't
10: ignore it, Jesus. Jesus, faithful you are and faithful you will be. And Lord, um, would you just help our unbelief during this time um, where there's just so much uncertainty, Lord, and the fear of uncertainty. Um, it's so easy for it to consume us, Lord, but help us speak truth to ourselves. And Lord, I specifically want to pray for um, international students at this time, Lord. Um, a lot of them are uh, who go to the U are being sent back to whatever country they're from. And Lord, I pray that you would give them travel mercies at this time, Lord, and that um, in this time of getting to be home, but at the same time, uh, being away from the home that they've created in the U.S., Lord, that you would just be with them, Lord, that you would give them a peace that can only come from you, and Lord, I pray that we would we would love them well, that we would love our neighbors, that we would love our community well during this time, Lord, that um, through our lives, other people would get to see who you are, Lord, that they would see that uh, our love isn't great because of how awesome we are but our love is great because of how awesome you are lord and would you just help us to love well um we just thank you and we love you so much
7: yeah heavenly father we love you and we need you um there's a lot of stuff that we don't have figured out um but you know it all and you love us um yeah would you just help us to slow down and spend time with you uh god i pray that you just be our everything i pray for everybody literally everybody (laughs) would you be our everything we we need you and and you're enough you're more than enough for us and um yeah just your presence is so fresh it's so refreshing to just be able to talk to you and we know that you hear us and we know that, um, that you're going to answer these prayers according to your infinite wisdom. And we don't know the timing of that, but God, would you just help us trust you? Uh, I thank you for being a God that we can have a relationship with. Um, and that was, that was done on the cross, God. Thank you just so much for Jesus, the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus. Um, it's all because of him and you alone are worthy of our praise. So I pray that during this time, we would just be able to worship you. Um, yeah, we love you so much, God. And, uh, we just pray all this in Jesus precious, holy name. Amen.
11: It's all company. I'm, I'm also wrestling in a similar way. Like, I also have worry and fear in my heart of how long is this going to last? How many people are going to be affected? Is there anyone, that's close to me, that's going to be affected as well. And I loved Abby's encouragement from today that we don't have to understand our situation. We just um, have to understand who's with us in that situation, that we get to look up to our father, that we get to see his, his perspective, put our trust in his perspective and find rest for our souls. And so that's the encouragement this week. Learn from the Psalms, run to your father, crying out in honesty with all the emotions that you're actually feeling and only then are we going to find rest for our souls and so next we're going to transition again Colin mentioned that we're going to be doing some breakout rooms so if there's anyone that's new or anyone that just wants to have a one-on-one conversation with the staff uh, everyone's going to be getting an invite here soon to one of those breakout rooms you just hit accept to that And then you'll be put in a room with everyone else that is waiting to talk to a staff member. And then you'll be placed into a room with the staff member as well. So if you want to do that, you'll hit accept here soon. If not, just decline it and you can be on your way. But Salt Company, we love you guys a ton. So good seeing you guys. Have a great week.